0: It's the Americhicks with Kim Monson.
1: Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal.
0: The most important story.
1: The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: Britain's version of Medicare for All is struggling with long waits for care.
0: And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead.
1: Because ideas matter.
0: It's the Americhicks, dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. We've got quite a show planned for you today. We're going to go through some headlines and then be talking in the second segment with Carol Baker. She is a pharmacist and we will be talking about uh, prescription drugs, emotional intelligence, Uh, which segues into segments three and four with Sue Kinfield uh, regarding the emotional intelligence of this last legislative session and what we can do about that regarding our own emotional intelligence. So it's going to be a great show. Uh, And want to say thank you to our great team, to Steve and producer Steve and Zach and Patty. And Keith, and running the boards, though, today is producer Dave. Hey, Dave, thanks so much. It's great to have you with me.
0: I'm happy to be here. <clears throat> thanks, okay.
1: Kim. Great. So um, Steve's uh, off today, so I really appreciate you being in and taking care of everything. We'll go through some headlines. Before we do that, though, my gosh, I actually went to bed. The uh, avalanche was uh, in a um, overtime. Uh, over the San Jose Sharks and it was uh, they had to win and they did last night so it is 3-3 so the next game is uh, make it or break it but that's pretty exciting and so for our inspirational quote today John Sherry or Don Sherry NHL commentator was a comment commenting on a game regarding Kyle Wellwood who was an NHL player and he said here's Kyle Wellwood 7-0 and 0 in faceoffs, plus 2, 2 assists, played 20 minutes, drew 8 minutes on the power play, lost a tooth and a pint of blood. What a guy. And that's for sure. Somebody given their all. So love that quote. And then, Dave, today's funnies. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Recently, this is from uh, Jim Landis in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And he said, Recently I heard the former mayor of Reading, Pennsylvania recount some funny stories about his time in office. One happened while he was running for re-election. He was in a bar and paid for a woman's drink. She thanked him but wondered why a stranger had bought her a beer. Well, I'm running for mayor, he told her, and I want your vote. You got it, she said, grabbing her glass. Anyone's better than that jerk who's in there now. (laughs) Uh Bada-boom. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead. uh, First of all, and we'll be talking a little bit more about Stand for Colorado. But this is this big uh, uh, rally that we are going to have this Friday afternoon. Now, in Denver, it will be from 4 to 530 on the west steps of the Capitol. But go to StandForColorado.com because we have a number of different locations. Uh, Denver, uh, obviously, at the Capitol. Grand Junction will be at the Old Courthouse. Gunnison at the IOOF Park. Alamosa, uh, Market Street and Highway 160. Woodland Park, uh, I think it's Highway 24 and Colorado 67, and Montrose at Demeret Park. We've had other inquiries, and so we may have some additional locations as well. But this is a rally for hardworking, everyday Coloradans who've watched what's been going on at the legislature and also with the things the governor has signed and rules and regulations here in Colorado to come together and say, we are watching and we care about what's going on in our state. And so we have put together an amazing group of speakers, and uh, throughout the show, I'll announce them. Some that are three that uh, we just got confirmed that are not on the list yet, though, and that is Leslie Hollywood. She is the founder and executive director of Rally for Our Rights and she'll be talking about the red flag bill and also as you uh, probably have seen sheriff Steve Reams, the well county sheriff will also be talking about the red flag bill. Uh, Nicole Martin she was the uh, attorney for Jack Phillips as this whole thing started when he was uh, going um, being called you know up by the Colorado Civil Rights Commission and she's going to be talking about religious freedom. And then Grady Birdsong he's a Vietnam veteran. He's an author. He's the head of Cooper's Troopers, which is a group of Marines that meets up in North Denver, and he's going to be talking about... um Veterans issues. And uh, so we've got a couple more that we're just waiting on. Otherwise, uh, it is quite a group, and I will be announcing uh, those throughout the show as well. But go to standforcolorado.com. Sometimes you have to put in the triple W's first, but it's standforcolorado.com. We've got all the information there. And if you sign up, that's great to let us know that you're coming. Uh, in fact, Dave, interestingly enough, we got uh, something, an email from a woman that is coming all the way from New York. For the Stand for Colorado rally, which I think is pretty cool,
0: that's awesome. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I want to go to the one downtown.
1: Fantastic, that is just awesome. So, let's uh, jump into some of these headlines here. Uh, there's a lot going on, and uh, first of all, locally, um, you know, right now the ballots are out in Denver, and the right to survive or this, you know, this uh, initiative three hundred which would allow people to basically camp anywhere they wanted to on property that is owned by the city and county of Denver. A new poll shows that it's losing by a margin of 2 to 1. However, Dave, it's unbelievable to me. Uh, It looks like only, uh, let's see, 8.8% of the mail ballots have been returned. So while it looks like this uh, uh, Initiative 300 might be going down, I can't believe that less than 10 percent of the voters of Denver have returned their ballots. And, of course, there's the mayor's race as well. And um, so I think that uh, I think people maybe uh, might want to get their ballots in. This is very, very important. And then uh, another headline. uh, This was from the Durango Herald. Uh, The question is, did Colorado legislature deepen the rural-urban divide? and this is what they had to say, that Colorado's 72nd legislative session is likely to be remembered by many on the western slope as the one that gave rural Colorado a beating. Uh, last Friday was the last day of the 120-day 100, uh, legislative session, and with the Democrats wielding a power trifecta, they pushed an ambitious agenda to enact sweeping oil and gas reform, impose firearm restrictions on people considered to be a threat, expand state requirements for sex education in school. Uh, they approved joining a dozen states to jettison the electoral college, explored a mandatory family leave payments and scrap funding requests from Western Slope universities. Uh, you know what, Dave, this has really gotten the attention of not only people in rural Colorado, but many people right here in um, the urban uh, area as well. And in fact, on that forced vaccination bill, This is one that has really uh, brought people together across the political spectrum. And uh, as we've looked at it, you know, I think it's important to realize this is not an anti-vaccination and pro-vaccination. The question is really more about force. Uh, When my children were little, they got 11 dosages of vaccinations. Now it can be as many as 57. And this particular legislation, it did not pass. But what was proposed, that an unelected board would be able to mandate, force families to get uh, any of the vaccinations that they deemed necessary so they could add additional on. And so that's really been the thing that I've seen that has brought people together on all of these issues that we'll be talking about at Stand for Colorado. And that is the question of, of force, and freedom or force and choice. And, you know, we as Americans are free people. And uh, we want to make sure that that uh, we have the freedom to choose about how we live our life. And so this has really uh, brought a lot of people together on that. Um, And because of that, a second office to recall, Governor Polis, is going to open in Weld County. It's a grassroots organization aimed at recalling Governor Jared Polis. And it will open its second office in Well County. And um, one other thing on these forced vaccinations. Cheryl Atkinson, you know her as the CBS reporter. Uh, she um, uh, reported on Benghazi, on Fast and Furious. Uh, and then, of course, the the uh, Department of Justice and the FBI was spying on her. And uh, interestingly enough, that was under the uh, Comey and... Uh, and also the Mueller FBIs. Uh, she was talking about these uh, vaccination, the, the measles numbers. Uh, we continue to hear as people are, are are pushing forced vaccinations about this outbreak of measles. And uh, I hope to get her on next week to talk about this. But she said that here are some facts from the CDC regarding this measles outbreak. 67% of the cases in are in New York City and New York State. Now, that's... the. Uh, de Blasio's uh, arena, and Kumo's arena. So maybe they should take care of things there. It says all of the original sources of infection are from foreign countries. The most number of cases came from the Philippines, followed by Ukraine. And then so far there are no reports of measles-related brain damage or death, and that is very rare. And so uh, just a a little, uh, some of the facts regarding this uh, measles information. And I was traveling this weekend, and interesting, uh, I was on the train, uh, out at DIA, and there was a woman there who, she asked a question. Clearly she, um, you know, I, it was from Europe with her accent. And uh, when she raised her arm to to grab the, uh, the bar as we were riding on the train, I didn't really notice it, but I guess I, I saw it, but it didn't register with me. She had, you know, kind of a rash on her stomach. And the woman next to me said, that looks like the measles. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, you know, here we have these people that want to... Um, forcibly vaccinate our kids but we're not being careful about people that are coming across the border or traveling into uh, the United States so I think that we need to continue to have that conversation on that Um, and then just a couple of others that I wanted to run through here on a national level interestingly enough uh, (laughs) Cory Booker is claiming that this great economy that we have is uh, that Obama deserves the credit And Larry Larry Kudlow, uh, who is the national economic director for President Trump, he denounced Cory Booker's uh, on Sunday after the 2020 White House candidate said President Trump was taking credit for a recovery that started under former President Barack Obama. Now, my friends, uh, Barack Obama had eight years to get this thing going. And I remember that when we had our GDP numbers, like at one, one and a half, between one and two, he said, this is the new normal. And then Donald Trump comes in, he reduces rules, reduces regulations, reduces taxes. And we saw this last uh, quarter that uh, our GDP numbers were at 3.2 percent. And uh, remember, Barack Obama said that one, one and a half was the new normal. So this is uh, very disingenuous on Cory Booker's um, part right now. But we're going to go to break. And before we do that, uh, it is quite a time right now for the sports in Colorado. As we mentioned earlier, the Avs won in overtime last night, taking that series to a 3-3. The Nuggets play tonight. That series is tied 2-2. And the Rockies, the Giants are in town through Thursday, and then the Padres will be coming to the Mile High City. So it's going to be a great baseball weekend as well. And Hooters Restaurants is my sports headquarters they're a great, fun place to watch all the games. Wednesdays are wing days. You can get all the wings you can eat for fourteen ninety nine, And I love the smoked wings. When the girls come over on Wednesday nights, I've been getting the Texas barbecue, and they are fabulous. So you can have Hooters wings delivered to your front door. You can stop by and pick them up and take them home. Or with all this sports stuff going on, it's great to go to Hooters and watch the game. So for more information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. And let them know that you know the Americhicks. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll do a few more headlines. And we'll be talking with Carol Baker, who is one of our speakers, this Friday at Stanford Colorado here in Denver. We'll be right back.
2: All AmeriChicks sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com.
3: Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with RE-MAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect your private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped to organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. So call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516.
4: Social media is important to the AmeriChicks since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show... We'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at AmeriChicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the AmeriChicks radio show. Contact us at AmeriChicks.com or email Kim at AmeriChicks.com.
1: Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails. We'll keep you apprised of everything that is happening and offering you a conservatarian perspective. And also, we've got this uh, big rally that uh, is going to be happening this Friday, uh, May tenth, four to five thirty, on different locations throughout Colorado. Here in Denver, it'll be on the west steps of the Capitol, uh, and it's going to be a really big day. I've got on the line with me Carol Baker. She is um, one of our speakers, and Carol, welcome. How are you doing this morning? Just
5: fine. Listening to your opening music of American Woman got me pumped.
1: That's great. That's great. So, hey, Carol, will you bear with me just for a moment? I wanted to run through just a a few other headlines that I think people should be aware of. And that is uh, on the national level, uh, President Trump announces uh, Mark Morgan will take over ICE. And Mark actually was the head of U.S. Border Patrol under President Barack Obama. And so he's going to be the new chief of ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement um, uh, Division. And then uh, the House panel is uh, going to vote on whether or not to hold Attorney General uh, William Barr in contempt. And so we'll watch that as well. This is quite the circus. And tomorrow, Congressman Ken Buck will join us, and we'll be asking him about this. And also, the Treasury Department has rejected the Democrats' request for uh, Trump's tax return. So we'll talk to Congressman Buck about that as well. And then, uh, very shocking, there was a video of children in philadelphia in the philadelphia muslim society uh, where they are saying that they will chop off their heads for allah it's very disturbing footage of muslim kids saying they would sacrifice themselves and kill for the army of allah and that surfaced from an islamic center in philadelphia and uh, that's um, you know that's pretty scary about that and then lastly you know, things are are really serious over there in uh, Israel and Gaza right now. More than 600 rockets have been fired at Israel from Gaza in less than 24 hours, and uh, a number of Israelis have been killed. So we'll we'll uh, keep your prize to that, but that's pretty serious. So, so, Carol Baker, thank you so much. It's great to have you, and you are going to be one of our speakers on Friday at our Stanford Colorado rally. And
5: that's a first for me. It really is only about a year ago that I really started paying more attention to uh, really state and local government. It can be overwhelming to try to watch what's going on everywhere. I choose to focus more on state and local, and
1: it's gonna be a first for me to stand up and speak out. Well, I'm excited to have you. You're a pharmacist, and you uh, actually have a, an interesting perspective regarding prescription drugs. You had attended oh a, 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 a meeting, I guess, and realized, it, and it was regarding health, and health obviously is very important to you, but it was kind of eye-opening for you, wasn't it?
5: You know, that's right. How I've learned quite a bit of what I know is listening to talk radio, thank you, uh, but uh, having a chance to be invited to group and meetings and guest speakers and whatever has been a way for me to learn quite a bit in the past year since I'm in soft retirement. I've retired from my career as a pharmacist. I still work, but not in pharmacy. But after 30 years, I've, I think I've had my eyes opened. So with, this, uh, with these groups, though, when I heard him talk about health care, and that was what was important to me, They were talking about legislation. That was their big thing, is how can we get legislation that's going to help health care? And I focused on the one they were talking about that had to do with prescription drug
1: pricing. I was a little disturbed. Well, and the other thing you said regarding health is you had gone to this meeting and you thought it was about, you you know, what can we do individually to improve our health? And uh, so that's, I think, kind of what you were expecting. And instead, it's what can the government do?
5: (laughs) Right. I was surprised when uh, they had us break up into tables full of five or six people uh, out of a group of old 60 or 70. And we were each able to have a short discussion about health. What is health? Now, what is the barrier between you and the health you would desire? And Kim, honestly, I thought about myself i could i could eat better i could get a little more exercise i could cut out the soda pop but the answers i heard across the room is we need more accessibility to health care we need um, equality in healthcare, we need transportation to clinics we need, I thought, really it, in every other way your health is already good that's what's in the way so that's why i had to really kind of pay attention more to the tactics they would use and i feel so So bad for our legislators about the tactics i
1: see anybody use when they want to get
5: their issue addressed
1: well and what you probably also witnessed is something that's called the delphi technique where they break people out into groups like that and then they have typically a facilitator you don't really realize it but a facilitator that is pushing the group towards certain um outcomes and, uh, we've seen that across the spectrum with a variety of different ideas. I saw that when I was on city council. And uh, I didn't really understand initially kind of what was going on. It's like you. It's kind of like, no, wait a minute. Uh, I'm not sure that government needs to be the answer on all that. So, uh, anyway, I think it's going to be a real, really interesting, Um, speech and and, you know what we've got a lot of fabulous speakers and everybody gets just three minutes so they're going to have to get right to the point but uh, when you take a look at uh, go to stanfordcolorado.com and take a look at the speakers it is going to be really an awesome an awesome day now one other thing we'll be talking with sue kinfield in the next couple of segments about emotional intelligence and that was something that also kind of hit your hot button right carol
5: well, it, it is true. I was hearing people there saying "This is they were training us about how the legislative process works and then how to influence our representatives and that they are really influenced by personal stories about the heartbreak that has been caused by, in our case, high, cases, uh, high prices of prescription drugs. And I thought, really? I felt so bad for our legislators that they're going to be bombarded with emotional stuff. In my career, I was taught to decide, make decisions based on facts and figures and logic and reason, not emotional heartstring tugging situations. So that really surprised me to hear that that is actually a tactic. So I hope Sue Kenfield can talk about that a little bit. I just feel bad for our legislators to hear that. Uh, I, I Friday, I will talk about some facts and figures, not heartstring tugging issues. So, uh, yeah, we'll watch and see how this plays out.
1: Well, and, you know, that truly is a tactic. And as I have uh, gone down to... Um, you know, testify at a variety of different things. And then also when I was on city council in particular, I've got to think about, you know, Lone Tree has this $7 million pedestrian bridge, which I seldom see people walking across that. When I was on city council, I voted against approving that because I thought that it was, um, you know, not the, the, a good use of taxpayer money. But as, mm-hmm. in fact, there was this push to get the council to vote, for uh, for this pedestrian bridge, I was actually shocked. There was a woman that that came and testified that um, the story was it, it was really interesting, and she talked about seeing a uh, a group of little children crossing this very busy street, Lincoln, uh, and uh, that the youngest could hardly get across this you know the street. With, uh, I think he was like, I don't, was like five years old and couldn't get his tricycle across the street, and uh, my question afterwards was, what kind of a mother would let four children cross that street, particularly a five-year-old? But it was a story that was supposed to um, actually touch our heartstrings, and so there is a, a certain tactic that I see that's being used on that. And um, I think that we're kind of wising up to that. But, man, they do pull out the emotional Mm -hmm. heartstrings on all Mm -hmm.
5: this. And, you know, please know I am not here to defend the whole pharmaceutical industry. But I am at least aware of what some of the factors are. And if we want to debate this, recognize what the factors are
1: and then debate each of those points. And that's and difficult to do. It just cry about it. Yeah. Right. And that is difficult to do. And that is one of the things that, you know, once you get emotion totally uh, ramped up, you know, lots of times people don't listen to reason. They don't listen to facts. So somehow we've got to work on our messaging to both speak to the emotion and also speak to the facts and reason. And I'm encouraged, uh, Carol, I think that we're, I think we're starting to make progress with people like you. And uh, I'm, get, I'm just really excited. I'll see you on Friday at the Stanford Colorado rally. And uh, I'll be so interested to see to how, you've, how you take this whole issue and put it into three minutes. I think it's going to be great. It'll be fun. It'll be a power packed okay. day. That's for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. That's Kim. for sure. Okay, Carol, have a great day. We're going to jump over here with Jason McBride. And, Jason McBride, how's your emotional intelligence this morning?
2: Um, I'm my emotions are the same as always and uh, my intelligence is in question as always (laughs) depending on who you ask
1: (laughs) well I think you're pretty smart what's on what's on your radar this morning Jason
2: well we certainly had an interesting market yesterday uh, at the open it looked like it was going to be the end of the world because Trump uh, threatened to slap uh, more tariffs on China again Again, <laughs> excuse me, it sounds like maybe they're having some hitches with the trade talks. But, you know, Kim, that, that's to be expected. Um, you, you can't undo decades' worth of uh, tr- uh, this trade mess without there being some kind of disruption that's going to occur. I mean, this isn't some that's just going to be poof and be fixed. And quite frankly, uh, with the way the trade deal has been, it's almost like Trump's trying to take away China's welfare check, and they're going to fight like heck, you know, to try and get the best deal they can, uh, just like we are, you know what I mean?
1: Well, and yeah, but the interesting thing about these uh, uh, trade uh, tariffs and all is that there's this implication, I think, to the American people by uh, people on both sides of the aisle for many years that uh, I don't think that uh, Americans have understood that these other countries have been charging tariffs of our products going into their countries. And we had had uh, Brian Dimitrovic, on, an economist, who uh, wrote a book with Larry Kudlow, and, and Kudlow is uh, you know, Trump's national economic advisor, and he said one of the amazing things about Trump is that he has finally gotten all these countries to admit that they have been charging tariffs on our products going in. And I think the American people have been led to believe that uh, that's not the case. And so, like you say, it's going to be a little messy, but it's really important to get this, uh, get this stuff addressed.
2: Well, I think it is. And, and, of course, we may see some market volatility in the meantime, Uh, Looks like we're going to be down on the open again this morning, not uh, like yesterday. Uh, But, yeah, we may see some market volatility. Uh, We may see a couple of, you know, bumps in the economy. I know Trump's trying to help the farmers out through this uh, process, which I think is fine to... Uh, for some subsidy, while this uh battle is going on, or while the tariffs are affecting them i, I don 't think it should be permanent, but I think at the end of the day, kim you know trump doesn 't want to have tariffs, I and mean, he 's just using it as a tool because you know I think saying pretty please to these countries didn 't work very well, but i 'm not even sure if any of our previous leaders even tried that
1: i 'm not sure that they did either, and uh You know, Trump, I think really well, you look at this economy, though, you know, and I think that's one of the things that this next election that people are going to look at is their own personal economy. And with uh, unemployment at historic lows, with GDP growth at three point two percent, when people look at their own personal economic well-being, uh, that's very important to them. And that's one of the things that you guys do over at Presidential Wealth Management is help people with their own personal economic well-being.
2: Well, we certainly do and uh you know when the market gets volatile, uh it could get a little bit scary at times. I think we're good at uh number one helping people structure their overall plan to to reduce that volatility. And, yeah, we can become amateur psychologists and try to walk people off the edge or away from the edge, I guess, if they get uh, nervous. That was a slip of the tongue, not a Freudian one. And uh, so, yeah, I would say, uh, you know, come and see if you can vaccinate yourself a little bit against uh, the big market volatility. We won't make you do it, though. We'll just give you suggestions. (laughs)
1: So that won't be forced vaccination. That will be by choice, right? (laughs) That's correct, Kim. That's right. Okay. Okay. Hey, Jason McBride, thank you so much. We will talk to you tomorrow. You have a great day.
2: Okay. Bye, Kim.
1: Okay. And we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Sue Kinfield. And she is an expert about emotional intelligence. And uh, with what happened down at the Colorado State House, we could use a little advice on that. So we'll be right back with Sue Kinfield. You want
3: to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best. And guys, Kim can help you with made-to-measure shirts that fit great and you'll love to wear. Guys and gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email kim at americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at
5: Americhicks.com. Presidential Wealth Management has educated thousands of Coloradans at our free financial education classes. We're offering two Social Security classes in May. Our VADA class will be held at the Apex Center Tuesday, May 7th at 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, May 11th at 10 a.m. Our Lakewood class will be held at the Lakewood Library on Tuesday, May 14th and Thursday, May 16th at 6 p.m. Go to chickspresidential.com to sign up online or call 303-694-1600 and make your reservation with Natalie.
0: Come join the 88 Drive-In for all your favorite blockbuster movies. We're open seven days a week. Admission is only $9 per person and children under 12 are free. Starting Friday, May 3rd features will include avengers endgame captain marvel and shazam and remember our popular monday through thursday pizza special get one 12 inch pizza served fresh and hot from our oven and two tall cool 16 ounce sodas all for only 12 bucks plus now you can top it all off with our new sweet crunchy churros and a steaming cup of hot chocolate for more information go to our facebook page or visit our website at 88 drive you get more out of life when you go out to a movie
1: Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation, and uh, be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails, and be sure and check out StandForColorado.com as well. Uh, This is this big rally that we are going to have this uh, Friday, and in Denver, it will be on the west steps of the Capitol. There are also locations in Grand Junction, Gunnison, Alamosa, Woodland Park, Montrose, and we have a few other areas that are inquiring about getting something set up as well. And uh, before we get to Sue Kinfield, I just wanted to run quickly through the other speakers. I announced that Leslie Hollywood, Rally for Our Rights, will be joining us. Uh, Nicole Martin, um, attorney. Uh, Grady Birdsong, Vietnam veteran, author, head of Cooper's Troopers. Uh, Pastor Christine uh, Urazara Coleman, a survivor of the Rwandan genocide. Uh, Don Wilson, mayor of Monument, the national popular vote. Barb Kirkmeyer, Well County Commissioner, oil and gas. Sheriff Steve Reams, Well County Sheriff, the red flag law. Juliana Day, concerned citizen regarding um, 1032, which is that hypersexualization of our children now law. Amy Oliver Cook. Executive Vice President of the Independence Institute regarding energy. Heather laden para regarding the forced vaccination bills Sue Sharkey, uh, Chair of the CU Board of Regents, Higher Education. Natalie Minton, RTD Board Director on the assault on Tabor, our taxpayer bill of rights. Heidi Gonal, CU Regent, free speech on campus. Britta Horn, former elected county treasurer. The raid by Colorado of personal uncollected funds. That's one that's under the radar, but that's really important. Uh, Tina Francone, former Jefferson County Commissioner and former RTD Board Director regarding these uh, uh, heavy-handed air quality rules, regulations, and laws. Susan Kochevar, entrepreneur and owner of Historic 88 Drive-In Theater regarding business uh, lo- rules and regulations. Deb Flora, Salem Media Group regarding parental rights. Carol Baker, we just talked to her, pharmacist regarding prescription drugs. Jan Cook, co-founder Get Her Done Right Colorado on this forced voter registration. Law, Patty Kurgan, former member of the Pay Equity Commission on that family leave bill that did not pass, but it's important we watch that. Kim Gamartin, charter school parent. Uh, Helen Raleigh, author and speaker. We had her on last week regarding immigration. And uh, Kim Munson, me, I'll talk about transportation, so it's going to be quite a day. So Sue Kinfield, we got through all that. I wanted to let everybody know about that before we got into this because all of those things have contributed to I don't know whether or not I'm intelligent. I'm just, my blood pressure is uh, not very intelligent right now after I go through all that. How are you doing this morning? (laughs) Good morning, Kim.
6: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: (laughs) I'm good. Thanks for having me. So is my blood pressure, yeah, and (laughs) emotional intelligence, are they connected? (laughs)
6: Yes. (laughs) Actually, they are. You know, our emotions influence our body. And how we're feeling about things is going to show up in various ways in our body and I won't get into it too deep, but if you're not controlling your emotions, you are going to have some physical effects, and there is a, a direct link to disease as well. Uh, but I'm not going to talk so much about that today, but really you know, talking about this whole idea of you know, how do we handle our emotions when we're going through something like what we just saw. And if you're not in favor of many of the things that happened in the legislative session in Colorado, chances are you've got some feelings about that.
1: There's a lot of feelings about that. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing this uh, Stanford Colorado rally. You know, we want to have calm, reasonable voices. We want to be able to articulate what our concerns are, are. But I tell you, Sue, I mean, it was so interesting. I was down to the Capitol last Wednesday night uh, as they were uh, taking Senate testimony regarding that forced vaccination bill. And there, it it was interesting to me, it seemed like the the Democrats on the committee were not even listening to the the people that had come to, to sign up to speak. In fact, there were 500 people that had signed up, and they didn't even let them all speak. And so that, you know, that gets people kind of riled up. What do you do about that?
6: Well, let me start with a definition, if I could, so people understand what we're talking about. And emotional intelligence is really, it's been defined as the ability to identify and manage your own emotions and the emotions of others. Watching some of that and and seeing sort of the disconnect with some of those legislators who were just going through the motions, So perhaps they could say that they let people testify, you know, against that bill. When you have people there who feel very deeply about an issue and you placate them or you you appear to be condescending, um, absolutely that's going to drive, you know, some anger in people because it feels disrespectful, right? And when people feel disrespected, you know, that creates an emotional response in us. And depending on if you're already riled up, because you you're, you're fearful of what someone's going to force you try to force you to do to your child, um, you know that's an issue. And in, in your previous uh, segment, I heard you talking about you know the the importance of freedom, and it's interesting because I had came across some really great research from the American Enterprise Institute um, on a community uh, survey. <clears throat> Excuse me, and one of the questions that they asked were for people to identify ways that they think about the American dream and to rate how important each one of them was to their own view of the American dream. Well, there were a number of different choices, including, you know, to own a home and retire comfortably or to become wealthy. The number one choice by 85% was to have freedom of choice and how to live one's life. And so if that's a value that people have and you have a legislature that seems to be acting against that and forcing things onto people that is going to influence their ability to have the freedom of choice in how they live their life, that's going to generate a lot of anger and a lot of fear in people. And that can lead to some poor impulse control and definitely stress tolerance um, is going to be an issue because people are feeling stressed about this this loss of control that they might be feeling about their lives and how a, a legislative body that's been elected to represent we the people, not themselves and not their special interests, um, acting against that, it's going to upset people. You know, so, you know, what we've seen at this legislative
1: session is really a move towards socialism. And, you know, socialism is being romanticized by Ocasio-Cortez, by Ilhan Omar, by, you know, by many of the candidates that are running for president on the Democrat side. But socialism ultimately is force. Now, we've talked about this uh, forced vaccination bill, which has has brought people across the political spectrum out because they're saying, I want choice and I want to understand you know what it is exactly that i will be you know injecting into my child's body and you know what that isn't important to me and it also brings in the free market when you have When you have choice, the free market has to make the case. In this case, a vaccination, Uh, if you're talking with your doctor about it, they explain, you know, with everything in life, there's risks and benefits. So they explain the risks and the benefits, and then you can make a choice on what to do exactly. But as we look at all of our speakers, across the spectrum, you know, if you think that you want choice in this particular issue, somebody else may may think that they want to have choice in another issue. For example, the oil and gas, the 181 uh, law now, uh, which basically is, is going to shut down oil and gas development, uh, or new oil and gas development right here in Colorado. That all of a sudden takes away the, the choice of people on their energy sources, but also uh, quality of life for people that have had good jobs in that particular industry. And, and across the spectrum, uh, regarding, you know, the red flag law, it is basically taking away the choice, the due process for people to own their firearms. But all these things, Sue, and we're gonna go to break here in just a second, and so I, I wanna just kind of put the question out here on the table. Is many of these things initially sound good? You know, vaccinating against childhood diseases—that sounds good. You know, clean air, clean water—that sounds good. Uh, Getting guns out of the hands of crazy people—that sounds good. But what has happened is, is things that sound good. Then you're seeing uh, uh, these, this legislation. You know, the Senate, this House, this governor, that are actually taking things that sound good but then they are moving it over to using force and really overreaching. And that is one of the things that I think has people really, um, well, their blood pressure going up on that. So why don't we go to break, and let's kind of keep that hanging out there about how they're taking something that sounds good, but they're using it to take away our freedom and to take away our choices, and how do we react to that. So this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. We were talking with Sue Kinfield. And she is, uh, her website is suekinfield.com, and where we're talking about emotional intelligence. We'll be right back.
0: The mortgage process can be stressful, and with a potential increase in interest rates, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now, so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure you are making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303 517 With over 30 years of combined experience, Kim Sturts and Mark Cook of Home Mortgage Alliance have the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financing options available to you. They will remain available seven days a week and they will always respond quickly to your calls because they pride themselves on their excellent customer service. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim Sturz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-517-7173. 303-517-7173.
4: Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for next year's tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich & Company. Call 303-791-3000 today.
1: Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. And also check out the website for our big event this, uh, this Friday, StandForColorado.com. There's all the information regarding the Denver event and the other locations throughout Colorado as well. And while you are checking out websites, be sure and check out uh, SueKinfield.com. Sue, that, uh, first of all, I just have to say, what an amazing website. You know, we talk about inspiration, and one of the things I try to do is do an inspirational quote uh, at the beginning of every show. But as I look through your website, I mean, this is really great stuff that you're doing in helping people, uh, you know, achieve their their potential and their success.
6: Well, thanks, Kim. I appreciate that. It's, it's my mission. You know, I... I just I feel very deeply about human ability and I believe in people's ability to not get thrown off by in particular bad emotional intelligence or ineffective emotional intelligence because it is one of the number one skills that employers are looking for these days. It supersedes technical skills now because as we can see just looking around it is in short supply and there's a lot of things that are happening culturally and in our society and in our politics that are driving people emotionally. And your previous guest, Carol, sort of spoke to that. There is no uh, surprise that um, people who want to persuade have figured out that we are emotional beings and they're going to prey on our emotions. And much like you were talking about before the break, the, um, I find the, the uh, left has gotten really effective and driving people emotionally either through fear or through anger. And, you know, some of these bills that you were talking about with the red flag bill uh, and such and, you know, regulating oil and gas, it was it was largely driven by fear and, and by anger. And so they have figured out how to craft an, a message that's going to speak to people's emotions rather than their reason. Well, we, each other, one, our, our, each one of us is in control of our emotions, and we get to decide whether or not we're going to be influenced by those messages and the the challenges when there's nothing else out there that can counter that in equally an emotional way and helping people uh, appreciate the emotions of, of having that freedom to live the life the way they choose, which is what so many people value about the American Dream, then those who want to influence their agenda by getting people worked up emotionally to support, you know, their agenda, they're going to be more effective. And from a physiological standpoint, our emotional brain is our reptilian brain, and we generally don't make the best decisions when we're making them on solely an emotional basis. It's okay to do a gut check, but being able to use your your frontal cortex or your rational brain um, to help, think through some of these things, and I, I believe that was probably some of the frustration that people were feeling is watching how people were being emotionally manipulated with some of these issues, um, and then the lack of any real concern that was coming from the legislators about why people cared. They were just going to cram this stuff through regardless of how people were feeling about it, and so that drives a lot of frustration and can lead to, to poor impulse control when people want to lash out in that anger. Uh, and frustration
1: well and Sue, i think the veil is really off um during i I learned a lot regarding again this forced vaccination bill because you know i came to this issue as um i you know i thought i think vaccinations are good and but and but i as i started to see the force that was putting in here put into it and the data collection it's all of a sudden i'm like wait a minute, it doesn't look to me like they really care about kids. This looks like this is a much bigger agenda. And I think that the veil has come off because there were people that testified that said, I have been a lifelong Democrat my whole life. And I thought it was the Democrats that cared about me. But I realized that that is not the case. And my hat is off uh, regarding the Senate committee hearing that I went to uh, last Wednesday night. Senator Paul Lundeen, Bob Woodward, and Owen Hill, uh, they were asking such thoughtful questions. They asked the chair, Lois Court, to to let everybody that had come down there to testify. I mean, people had been there for hours. And Lois Court, her answer was no. And all of a sudden, the veil is off. And I'm hoping that we can take this now and really make this, um, you know, this, this messaging, this, this, argument uh in defense of of freedom versus force and i think that we have a unique opportunity right now here in colorado because all of a sudden people that have been very emotionally driven are stepping back and and saying wait a minute this isn't quite
6: what uh what was sold to me well and i think that's the key being able to take a step back you know because people are angry and they're frustrated and they're fearful about well what does all this mean for how i'm going to live my life moving forward and feeling like you have no control. I, I can only imagine, you know, the people in the oil and gas industry who are now wondering, well, what's this going to do to how do I support my family and the quality of life that I've come to enjoy here in Colorado? And so, you know, there's some big issues that people are going to deal with. And, and what I want to encourage people to do is if you want to be part of the solution, if you want to influence things moving forward, it's important to take a step back um, and to take a breath. You know, allow your emotions to kind of run the gamut in a way that's not going to limit your ability to have a positive influence, but then start from where you can and use more of your rational brain to think through, what do I want to see change about what just happened? How can I influence in a way that's going to be persuasive rather than just angry um, and lashing out about what happened? Because... You know we're humans, and we can all get into uh, that mode of complaining about what's being done to us. But if you want to be part of the solution, you're going to have to get control of your emotions, and you can use those in a positive way. You can influence people through positive emotion. Um, it frustrates me to see how much influence uh, comes through uh, by using negative emotions to influence people, uh, making older people fearful of their Medicare. And you know, it's just it's to me it's it's just. It's, it's kind not the of mean. Best. It, Well, it is, <laughs> and it's, it's manipulative. And unfortunately, when you get people to be fearful, they're easily manipulated. And so I want to encourage people to take a step back. Think about, you know, how you're tolerating this stress. Are there some things that you can do to, you know, mitigate that stress so that you can think more clearly, make more rational decisions about how you want to be a part of this conversation? If you feel like someone is now taking over your life, through some of these legislative actions, be a part of the solution. And you can bring your positive emotions to that uh, with some optimism and, you know, empathy and being able to talk to people in a way that's how will it influence their life in positive ways to maybe make some of these changes rather than getting people angry and upset. I believe that we saw in Colorado in the latest election um, in the midterms a a backlash because people are angry and they have personal feelings about either Donald Trump or the Republicans. And so they decided to vote anything but uh, a Republican or someone who might have supported Trump. That's another emotional reaction. And I don't believe Gerald Polis um, really hid the fact that he leans to a socialism uh, approach and so, yes, your comment earlier that we seem to be having more socialist policies come out—that's really no surprise when you elect a governor who supports socialism. So, yeah. but again, that was an emotional, largely an emotional reaction um, from the voters in Colorado. And now the voters of Colorado are again emotionally geared up because of the the lack of uh, collaboration. At least when the session started um, just uh, let's going we're gonna just do we're gonna run the table because we can um, and that's generally not what the voters of Colorado support I believe certainly some do some people are really cheering on what happened in the legislative session and others are really concerned about the future of Colorado so um, manage your impulses in a way that's not going to limit your ability to be part of the solution Um do something proactive to mitigate the stress that you might be feeling so that you can think clearly about how to move forward.
1: You know, that's really wise advice. Now, Sue, I've known you for many years, and I I, I don't know, do you only work with companies or do you also work with individuals regarding I, your I, business? Yeah,
6: I work with individuals and organizations, you know, people who, because emotions can influence the workplace in really negative ways and people get wrapped up in drama And dysfunction, and it takes away from productivity and success, both as an individual and as an organization. Now, my whole mission is to help people see it thrive. That's my tagline. I believe that life is meant to, you know, we're all meant to thrive in our life. And this is a skill set that can do real damage to your career if you don't get on top of it. unfortunately, people do tend to remember the ways that you go off the rails more than they remember the good that you do. Um, and the media is all too good at replaying that stuff over and over again. Luckily, most of us aren't <laughs> famous and aren't going to be featured on the news. Um, but it's hard all to that. live those things down. And so, if I can help people limit how they're going to go off the rails in the first place, um, you know, that's something that I'm really committed to in my work. And you know, I'm if I can put a plug in for the luncheon that I'm doing here on Thursday. Um, from Mount St. Vincent's, I'm going to be speaking about how to conquer chaos and foster peace of mind. And what we're feeling in the political realm right now is a lot of chaos. And, you know, interestingly enough, Gallup did a, a survey uh, globally, and they discovered that stress and anger in the United States reached a peak level in 2018, that high numbers of Americans experienced daily stress and anger, and that 55% of the U.S. adults, um, are among the most stressed out populations on the planet. Wow, Sue
1: Kinfield. Yeah, and I'm going to be at that luncheon on Thursday. So more information, go to suekinfield.com. Sue, thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. Okay, and so today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson signing off. God bless you, and God bless America.